Hi, this is Yolanda. I'm sharing with you He Walked the Americas and I'm reading from page 31 and it's entitled The God of Wind and Water and these legends are from Mexico. Enjoy. One of the greatest miracles attributed to the prophet took place in Panuco along the shores of the Sunrise Ocean. The healer knew that the legends told to the children about fighting animals were in truth the histories of the people, passed down thus through the generations. Only upon attaining manhood and the status of the warrior would the child learn the truth of these well-known stories. Often he had read these ancient histories and discussed them with the priesthood. Well, he knew that the name Serpent stood for the Earth's sea people, who had once with their fleets ruled the oceans and the established colonies on many shorelines. He knew that the word stood for water, even as did his first name, Waco, Wa meaning water and Ko for serpent. It was a tribute to his power over the ocean when at his command he had cleansed the temple at Paka Kamak. One of his favourite books was that ancient history which had come down to his time through many ages from the day when the Red Land, which had fathered the serpents, their colonies and fleets of ocean-going vessels, went down in the fury of volcanic destruction into the cold green depths of the ocean. Proof that I am a serpent, by the last remaining grandson to leave the doomed homeland, with its eyewitness description by the young prince from the house of Bolton, was often read by the prophet, yet closing its pages, he would warn the puzzled priesthood to copy it very often, sending it to many nations so that one copy might escape the flames, for when he touched it, he saw its final destruction in a holocaust which turned it to ashes. Note, it was burned by the conquering Spanish. Up to now, Great Serpent had been his only title because of his amazing power over water. In long forgotten ages, the islands of the serpents had been beset by another totem. These were the men of the wind god. They twined feathers in their hair and shot with bows and arrows against the poisoned lances of the serpents. Finally, this ability to kill at a distance overcame the proud sea kingdom already harassed by the fire god which it worshipped, and the victor was the bird of the lightnings, known around the world as the condor. <coughs> There's a little star there, and the star at the bottom of the page says, Lost in the silt, <coughs> oh, excuse me, lost in the silt of long dead ages was this time when the condor fought the serpent. Yet the people of each land had never forgotten, and the ancient hatred was everywhere faced by the prophet. Most deeply did the serpents respect him for his control of the mighty ocean, but the men of the birds of thunder and lightnings were sceptical of the power of the prophet. All that was changed in one day of terror in the low-lying land of Panuco. It was a sultry day. The air was heavy and all the animals were taking cover. There was a feeling in the air of tense expectation as if something enormous was about to happen. Along the sea, the people were gathering, staring at each other with frightened faces. Last night, the giant condor was seen. And there's a little star there. And at the bottom it says, 
the Quechua Indian named Condor from the South American Andes is the same in several northern tribes. Of note is the Arizona Hopi. The Thunderbird who lived with the lightnings, he swooped very low and flew landward, warning us of the wind god's anger. Perhaps craftily smiled one priest of the wind god, the great one called by us the breath master, resents the presence of the healer, known to have a power over water. Yes, perhaps that is true, murmured the people, shrinking away from the sight of the white robes as the healer and his priests came toward the seashore. Then out of the heavens came the giant condor, more than the height of two tall men from wingtip to wingtip, flying low to escape the whirling death storm and streaking rapidly up the river. Again he comes, let us fly to the great caves, let us all run inward toward that safe, the safety of the jungles, away from the breath master's fury. All you who believe in the power of my father will remain with me. The prophet said softly, and nothing which comes from the air shall have power to harm you. So the people remained kneeling and praying as he had taught them. Also the sceptical priests of the wind god remained behind to watch this madman who dared to question the might of the deaf wind, terror-stricken from other encounters but unable to lead away the people. Then at last all saw it coming, like a giant black towel, Hung from the storm clouds, it sw swept toward them across the ocean, churning the waves into watery mountains as it crazily swung ever closer. When at last the first thrust of the great wind struck them, the healer stepped forward toward it, raising both hands high above him so that all could see those strange palm markings which some said stood for the four directions. In the name of my father who rules the heavens, Ceased be thy fury, calm be thy waters, soft be thy breath as the breeze of springtime. Thou shalt but caress these people in the name of my father. Those watching stared in unbelief as the tail of the monster, the swirling death storm, withdrew into the heavens and the sun broke through the scattering dark clouds. Then all the people fell upon their faces, calling to him, Thou art Hurakan. It says, From this name we get our modern hurricane. The mighty, thou art indeed the great wind master. Now we know that thou art the wind god. But the healer shook his head and told them, Of myself I can do nothing. I pray you call me not the wind god. The power lies in the great spirit who rules both the wind and water. Yet still the people bowed before him and hurricane, meaning the great storm, became his name throughout the broad land from this time on among all the nations. He was known as the Lord of wind and water and that's the end of that legend thank you for listening